Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about a movie that I could not possibly have done this podcast without reviewing eventually. It is one of my favorite of all time, and that is, of course, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. This movie is set in a magically unrealistic version of Toronto and follows a young man named Scott Pilgrim who must defeat his new girlfriend's seven evil exes one by one to win her heart. This movie is... One of the weirdest, most off-kilter films I think that's ever been made. Uh, unsurprisingly, it didn't really do that well when it was released. I think a large part of it was that it came way too early. I think if this same movie was released now, it would just go insane. I mean, genuinely, I think this this is has the weird sort of sense of humor of something like... Um, uh guardians of the galaxy and maybe like the fourth wall breaking like weird visual tongue-in-cheek references of something like deadpool um and it kind of has like a rom-com twist to it and it has fantastic music great action it's just really creative and weirdly like awkwardly funny and i think that right now it would do a lot better but regardless it I think grew a cult following pretty shortly after it came out. I mean, this is definitely one of the first like Edgar Wright movies that I heard of. I had known about maybe Hot Fuzz and um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Sean, Sean of the Dead before this, I think maybe just aware of them. But I think this is one of the first ones that I really knew about and sought out because I had heard it was so good and so creative. And I think that's definitely it. Uh, my friend described this as a fever dream that you don't want to wake up from. And I thought that was kind of a perfect descriptor. I mean, it really is so strange and inexplicable in a lot of ways. But I think if you are in, you're in. Like, I think very quickly um, into the movie, like a couple minutes in, you would be able to tell whether or not it's for you. Because it has a, a like, sort of level that it maintains the whole movie and it does it so well like there really isn't another movie that could do this movie better i think that this the sense of humor that it has is just unparalleled like it's kind of indescribable the awkwardness of it like that is it's just so so weird and like oftentimes uh very dry delivery but the directing and the editing in this movie is genuinely un it did nothing compares to it. It's unbeatable. The, the quick cut edits, um, the really good shot composition with like a lot of interesting, uh, things in the set decoration and, and visual references, like say when, um, when Scott's walking down the street and you see all the X's that are like, um, on signs, they're strung across the street. I've actually been to Toronto and those are real. Uh, they definitely did shoot this in, in Toronto. There are a lot of things that are very distinctive to that city, like the part where they're going to the castle and like you see them walking up the steps and stuff. Those are the real steps. Like I recognized it and I had a picture from the same the same steps, like that same view. I had a picture of it. I thought that was really cool to see. But like it has a... Um, it has a lot of great visual references like that, where there's, I think there's seven X's in the shot. And then they're, when they are about to fight um, Todd and you, there's like threes, because uh, he's the third evil X there. There's like threes on the garbage can when they're about to fight the fourth evil X that's, uh, they're walking into a club that's called like the four club. There's a massive four. 
above the doorway. Like it, it does a really great job of incorporating stuff like that. And it's not overt, like it's not in your face. If you aren't looking for it, you probably wouldn't know a lot of it's there. It takes you watching it like a couple times to really start to see a lot of the nuances that are included in there. I mentioned before that the music is really good. And I think that is something that struck me, especially in uh, this viewing, this most recent one. I am not a musically minded person. I've never understood how to make music. I've never really been interested in it. I like music, obviously. No one doesn't. But like, it's just never been a thing that I've had a, a strong desire to learn about or create. But I have friends that play the guitar and are very into it. And I can tell by their playing and their learning experience that it's a lot more difficult than it looks like a lot of people know how to play guitar. Um, I know this isn't actually guitar, it's bass, but it's a very similar instrument. So cut me some slack. They're, they're similar. They're similar ish instruments. But the the bass playing in this movie and then uh, the guitar, the drums, everything, it comes together really well. And actually a lot of these original songs are really good fun to listen to and then when the action is happening even that music is really fun um the video game elements that are included in a lot of these fights and in a lot of the just uh, you know normal parts of the movie like the little introductions that pop up for the characters uh, when he goes to the bathroom you see the pee bar and it like decreases <laughs> as he's peeing um stuff like that is really cool and then the way some of that stuff goes uh you know it appears in the beginning and then it comes back by the end like when they're fighting or i mean when they're doing the dance machine in the beginning scott and knives and then at the end when they're fighting uh when they're fighting gideon and you see the the same thing happening and you get like the the combos and like all the stuff that they were doing before together on that date like that's really cool and it's stuff like that that i think really helps make this movie come together so well and uh yeah i just it's so creative like there really isn't anything like it i mean like sort of batman 66 i guess you could sort of compare it with the like the letters on the screen and stuff when when there's like hits and things but i mean just seriously the the way this all this the way this all goes it, it's so cool and this, the fights are incredibly well choreographed like you would think that this type of movie it wouldn't really like it wouldn't really have great fights like maybe if it was really funny or the romance was good something like that like that stuff could work but then just because of the type of movie that it is maybe the fights wouldn't be as great but it is a legitimately great action movie like they're they're well edited the shots are well done the choreography like it looks practiced but like not over practiced it doesn't look like um like a dance almost like something a bad uh, example of choreography would be the the one fight from the end of episode three where they're like they're just too good at it like they've just clearly practiced it too many times because it, it looks like they're almost aiming at the block instead of like i'm gonna hit you and then that hit is blocked it looks like i'm aiming for where i know you're gonna block like they it looks more like a dance than a fight this you still feel the impact and it does still feel like they're actually going rounds with each other they're just very quick at it it's it's really really good and they can get creative with the fight scenes too i love how every fight and every method of defeating the x's is very different like it and takes a different skill or like different weakness that needs to be exploited to win so uh, yeah man i seriously just have so much love for this movie i don't even think that if i talked about it for an hour i would cover it all maybe a commentary would be better suited to it because i definitely feel like 
some of the things I would say about it could get repetitive, but it's just like hard to convey like all the stuff that I think is good about it. It would like almost needs like a giant list or something, but I've, I've never gotten sick of watching this movie. It's endlessly entertaining. The characters are all so quirky and weird. I love all the weird like touches that they have in this, like the one girl who's um, whenever she swears, her mouth is like <laughs> censored. Um, just like weird, unexplainable aspects about this world. Um, <laughs> the fact that Scott can fight so well is really funny because clearly like no one, no one, knew that they're all surprised when he's like actually holding his own in the first fight and it's like we're just never going to explain how he learned to fight why he learned to fight like he's kind of a dork and a loser and it's like wait where did this come from but it works like by the time that fight happens you're already in and it's it just you know it never lets up from there uh, the one other thing I would say is that this actually is legitimately well written the the ending of this you know, it's still, it still has like that awkward weirdness to it. It doesn't like get too saccharine or cheesy, but it does teach Scott a valuable lesson. Like when the, the first, the first time that he tries the, the final boss battle and it's like, you know, he earns the power of love then he tries it again. And it's like, uh, Scott earned the power of self-respect. Like that's, that's a genuinely good lesson. Like when he has to come to terms with um, all the things that he's done wrong and how many people he has hurt and throughout the course of his life. And he's coming through, he's, he's complimenting Neil, he's apologizing to Kim, he's apologizing, uh, and explaining himself to both knives and Ramona, like, and he's actually showing that he has grown as a person. And that is what allows him to finally defeat Gideon at the end. It's really, really good. Like it, it does have a good arc to it because, Scott is entertaining to watch because of his like dorky charm. But at the same time, there's definitely moments, especially in this viewing, I noticed where he is a straight up dick to his friends and to people that, that like him. Like he is like genuinely mean to them. He's very self-centered. He's, um, he like just sort of mindlessly goes through life and doesn't really accept the consequences for his actions. Uh, if something's too hard, he'll just ignore it to the point where, you know, it would be cruel to, to like to ignore it but he'll still do it it's yeah it is a very satisfying and rewarding character growth and then the end when he finally goes and and joins ramona on on her way to that subspace door thingy i mean like it's it's satisfying it's a very good climax so i absolutely love this movie it is so creative it's so funny it's got great action music writing characters are endlessly quotable and memorable this is just one of my favorite movies and i would watch it a hundred more times i'm so glad that it has been on netflix as long as i've had netflix and has never left once because that means that if i can't think of anything else to watch i could just throw it on it's always there and i love that so yeah scott pilgrim versus the world one of the best to ever do it i love edgar wright and i'm really excited for his new movie i really hope that actually comes out this year uh, you might have noticed i didn't do a most anticipated of 2021 obviously it'd be a little late for that now but because it would be the same episode that I did for 2020. Like everything has just been pushed back. And one of his movies was on my 2020 list and it obviously didn't get released, but hopefully this year, hopefully this year, I think that'd be really cool. So yeah, love this movie. 10 out of 10, definitely go check it out. If you'll know, like I said before, you'll know if you are in for it within like the first couple of minutes. And if you're in, you'll love it. All right. Before I get out of here, I want to say that I'm grateful for a great amount of freedom in my schedule. It can be a little boring sometimes. It can be a little bit, uh, a little bit of 
kind of weird self-imposed pressure because you have so much free time that you have to like figure out how to manage your time by yourself and figure out when you want to do your schoolwork and stuff because there's just so much more time now that school isn't every every day. But I like that. And I like that uh, I don't have that. I don't have sports to worry about. Like I don't have really any set things in my life right now. And I really appreciate that because it gives me a really great freedom of my schedule. Like I had one friend over to Lyft with me the other day. And then after he left, I was like, ah, it's kind of sucks. I'm going to be home alone. I'm just going to like not have anybody to be with. So I was like, can I have Josh over? And I just, oh, well, whatever. Um, I'm sure he doesn't care if I said his name, but I, I just had him over and, and like hang out for the rest of the night. Like, it's just great to have that, that ability to just switch up my schedule whenever uh, I want to, as long as it like, as long as I don't have anything else really to do. So I'm grateful for that opportunity and ability. That is one of the good things that has been afforded to me by this weird, rocky year. Um, yeah, I like it. So that's what I'm grateful for. All right. If you enjoy this episode and you want to show it some love, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast. Five stars is super helpful. You can do it right in app. It only takes a minute and it really helps out the show. While you're there, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. I post these every Tuesday and Thursday along with some other additional days depending on what's going on in pop culture. And if you have a friend or somebody else in your life who you think would enjoy this show, please send them my way. I'd love to have them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about this show. And if you want to find links to contact me, links to every episode that's been released so far as well as every possible place you can listen to them and links to buy my clothing and a whole lot more you can find all that at moviesandmorepod.com which is linked in the description below so thank you if you've done all that and thank you in advance if you're going to but in the meantime thank you as always for listening that's the most important thing that you do for me and yeah until next time you once were a vegan but now you will be gone (laughs) Uh, peace